Hey, welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. This is Rock of Ages. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> that was a guitar solo. That was a cat. That's it's getting increasingly more upset. <laughs> okay. Um, so we went to uh, we went to a concert in this episode. This is one of our field trip episodes. Isn't our first field trip episode? Yeah. Um, and we went and saw Jake Bug, who was very good. Yeah, very good. Young singer songwriter dude out of England. What was um, the band before the him? Um, it was Honey Honey. Honey Honey. Yeah. They were also good. Yeah, they were good too. So. We basically, we're going to spend this episode, we just get into what it was like for uh, two dudes in their 30s. Two dudes in their 30s going around. to a concert. Trying to hang in there with the kids. Yeah, finding a place to sit. <laughs> <laughs> Do we enjoy music live? Yeah. Is yeah. this kid too young for us to care about? How old <laughs> does he make me feel right now? Yeah. Why do the 20-year-olds get to sit and we have to stand? Don't Do my jeans it? fit right? Yeah. Are they too tight? Am I wearing enough black? Why are there all these fedora, weird Indiana Jones hats all over the place? Why is the water $8? Yeah. We basically just cover a, a concert from like kind of right when we walked in to when we left. And uh, we talk about our music experience in general, what we yeah. love, why we love it. If you're in, if you like music, if you like going to live shows, this is a good episode. We kind of we talk about the live concert experience, and then we just get into like concerts we've been to, music we like. There's yeah. a bunch of Radiohead talk, um, yeah, which by like now you should know that that's like that's just gonna happen. It's sorry. Yeah, we're not sorry. Well, I mean, we're sorry, and then we're not sorry. Yeah, it's like being you're not gonna apologize for a mole on your body. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's there forever. Deal yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, this was a fun one. I like this. Uh, this this kind of like series that we're going to do where we just go, we take field trips to places yeah. and then we just kind of we do we do an episode on it. That way we experience things then you can experience the same things and maybe you can go out and do them. Yeah. And we can have a communal life energy, heart touching vibe type jam. Yeah. I don't know if that's what Nick <laughs> thinks. <laughs> that's I'm going to go with that for now. I um, want our souls to touch on a on a different sensory plane because we had a communal experience. I think it's good for us too because we're like we're very like lazy and in, in lazy um, uh, uh, people that don't like to say they don't like to go out. But yeah. we do. We do. But a lot of our going out is like we we just go because we're performers. When we go out, we're doing shows. Arguable, but okay. <laughs> uh, you take that however you want. I'm a goddamn performer, Kevin. <laughs> I'm owning it. Uh, so yeah, w when we go out, it's like we're the show. We're doing we're doing the sets, and then we Arguable. hang out with our <laughs> friends. Arguable. Um, and then we kind of go home, you know. And I've been to a million shows. I used to go out way more, but this is kind of it's getting us to go a do stuff that we used to do, and b go to things that we probably would never. Yeah, I'd never heard to. of this guy, and I liked it. Yeah, so that's good. Um, so yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be episodes where where we do that. We take field trips. So if you're into that kind of stuff. Speaking um, of field trips, this Halloween, this Thursday, yes, Nick and I, with the hilarious and talented and lovable Natasha Legera, will be at UCB, 8 p.m. Come fuck with it. It's going to be a great show. It'll give you something to do on Halloween, even if you're adult. When you think of Halloween like I do, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. So come watch comedy. It'll be fun. I know she'll get some dope people on the lineup. It'll be a really fun show, so come check it out. Also, Nick and I... We'll be performing together 
at in San Diego, December fourth, eight p.m. Eight p.m. at the American Comedy Company. Uh, that's downtown San Diego in the Gas Lamp. It's a super cool club. Uh, AmericanComedyCo.com for tickets. Uh, I think they're twelve bucks, which is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, uh, we're both worth twelve dollars. Come on, that. we Fuck get you. you get one for you get six dollars for both. You get six yeah. a piece. Uh, we're gonna co-headline that show. We'll be doing like half hour piece. Um, so yeah, come out if you live in San Diego, or drive down for thirty minutes if you live thirty minutes away from San Diego. Who knows what's that? Uh, I don't even know what the hell's around there. Hey, if you're in Mexico, uh, <laughs> uh, hop the fence. Yeah, we're gonna have an internationally attended comedy show green cards for every non-citizen who gets there before seven there you go um and you might get deported right after but you'll you'll have seen a really cool comedy show in america yeah, you get to see what american comedy is about um and then i'm the next uh day after that halloween show november 1st i'm at uh the calusa casino which is uh c-o-l-u-s-a casino.com with uh, the very, very funny Bobby Lee, who we've had on this podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go do that. that was a, a l- people have been commenting a lot on that episode. They like that one. Um, so I'll be with him uh, for one night, 8 p.m. show. That's about like maybe 30-something minutes north of Sacramento. So if you're in the Bay Area, uh, come see that. It'll be a fun show. It's just one night only. It should be good. Um, and if you're listening, thank you. We're about six in. Yeah, uh, we're getting more and more listeners. Serious. Uh, so thank you very much if you are. Um, and if you're new to this, if you just stumbled upon this, I don't know how. We're on allthingscomedy.com. That's our awesome network. Yep. Full of a ton of cool podcasts. So allthingscomedy.com. You can find us there. Uh, SoundCloud, uh, which is where we're linked through them, or yep. you could just go stream from there. iTunes. We just got on iTunes, which is cool. We were on the new and noteworthy. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, which was pretty rad, man. Not so bad. Um, so, yeah, go subscribe to that. Rate it. Leave some comments. Communicate with us. Um, where can we communicate with you, Kevin? Uh, at Kevin G. Christie on Twitter. Okay. I'm at Nick Youssef on Twitter. Or contact at com if you have some long email or something you want to send me. Or links to stuff. We, f- we talk about a bunch of shit. We talk about clothes, music, yeah, man. all that. So if you have something you want to share with me or whatever, something you think I'd be into... Send me an email, um, and let's talk about it. We did our we did our gigs that we're doing. Send me dirty pics. Yeah, guys, Tit girls, pics. no, whatever. I don't care. Um, I have no sexual preference. When it comes <laughs> you to pics. just want any nude photo. I just want to see. I just want to see the real you guys. You should uh, specify though, eighteen and over. Only eighteen, 18 and, and over. Uh, yeah, only adult. Yeah, only adult anything. I keep my filth legal. Yeah. Filthy, definitely. Anything, sure. But you got to be an adult. Like a guitar solo. Okay. Uh, So enjoy this episode, Rock of Ages. Thanks, guys. It's another pure gray morning. Don't know what the day is holding. And I get a fight. I'm going to walk right into the path of a lightning bolt. This is our field trip episode. Bang. Field trip. These two pussies went outside. <laughs> we went and did a field trip school. Yeah. That's a good word, too. Yeah, field trip. It's a good, it evokes like, like fun feelings. I can't ever remember what field trips I went on. In, uh, in like what elementary, junior high, or just ever? Yes, what? Petting zoo. Okay, I remember this. My yeah. name tag got eaten by a goat. No way. Yeah, which it made me so popular. Because it was such a good story. Yeah. yeah uh, the rest of the day, they were like, Kevin Christie's name tag got eaten by a goat. And I was so popular. 
for that day, it made me feel so cool. That's awesome. Went to the zoo, I think, and they had a petting zoo there. The L.A. Zoo? Yeah, or That's it might have been a travel town in Griffith Park. They might have a petting zoo there. Isn't the uh, L.A. Zoo is like kind of in Griffith Park? Yeah, right? it's within it, but I don't know which part has a petting zoo. Okay. Regardless, go ate my name tag. Everyone I was always was weird so about funny. petting zoos. I'm like, oh, I'll be the guy that gets his hand bitten off or just clawed and then it gets some like rabies i think your thing. big fear as a kid is accidentally involving poop in your life yeah yeah, yeah. oh i fell in shit because then you get made fun of yeah then forever then you're the kid with shit on him yeah and it's and when your kids it doesn't even have to be a clever no nickname. it's like hey shit kevin hey you're shit like, what? it doesn't have to rhyme yeah kevin's a shit face yeah like, like didn't even get on my face a decade later like why do we call him that like i don't really remember yeah. that's just but we have name. to keep calling him that we have to perpetuate yeah, it no until high school graduation yeah yeah i did um i just wanted to get the fuck out of school yeah so, i mean a field trip is always a great yeah. just excuse to not be at school when you heard it you're like oh thank god yeah thank it's god just a fake day it wasn't school i didn't care where the fuck we could have went to another school and i would have been like <laughs> we're not in our own man this yeah. is the greatest day ever yeah exactly yeah let's watch these other losers learn yeah and in high school there was some no elementary school there was something it had to do with reading where if we did enough reading we went to the park so like you know the whole school walked to the park yeah. And just hung out at the park or something. And even that felt like a victory. Yeah. Because you just, it's just something you normally couldn't do and you don't have to learn shit sitting in class. One time in junior college, I told the teacher we should have class outside and we did and it was great. That's awesome. Just not that should be, be that done room. more often. Yeah. It's, it's like you have that, especially it's in insurance. You walk outside, the dumb kid falls in the stairs, cracks his head open, and then they're like, why were you going outside? Like, oh, we thought it'd be cool. Even great. in on school grounds, you think? Yeah. Oh, probably, wow. especially in Southern California, it never fucking rains. All most of the schools are built w outdoors. There's no like. What if there's a drive-by? You think that there would be a drive-by in the suburbs? Yep. Interesting. You never know. You do never know. Bullets. <laughs> Bullets <laughs> killed 28 <laughs> kids in the suburbs. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we just thought it'd be nice to go outside. I went on a. Um, uh, my buddy was in. Uh, I think it was like UCLA or something at the time. And uh, and he had a field trip to the L.A. Zoo. Right. And he's, it's for some whatever biology classroom. They had to go look at specific birds and the chimpanzee exhibits and whatever. And then they got to get out of there. And he's like, hey, man, you're nearby. You want to come hang out? Let's go to the zoo. He's like, it's going to be a boring thing. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I haven't been to the zoo in years. So we're walking around. We're hanging out. And then they're looking at the gorilla exhibit. Right. And there's this giant fucking gorilla. It's huge. And he's just sitting there. And then their professor was like, okay, here's all these details about the gorilla, blah, blah, blah. Now make sure you don't make direct eye contact with the gorilla because he'll take it as a threat and then he'll start getting really upset and we don't want to make the gorilla upset. Right. And I heard that and I was like, well, now I'm just going to make direct stare at the gorilla. eye contact yeah. with this gorilla. So I spend the next five minutes because the professor's blah, blah, blahing about bi <laughs> biology. I'm like, I'm running this fucking bullshit class. So I'm just locked eyes with this girl. I will not stop looking at it. And he's just, I think he's staring back at me because he's, he's so far away. It's hard to tell. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm not going to look away. <laughs> and then the class began to walk off to the next exhibit. And I just still, I stood there. And it was just me. And this gorilla. And my buddy's like 10 feet away. He's like, dude, are you coming? And I'm like, hold on, man. And I just kept staring. And then I kid you not, this gorilla just reaches down and grabs I don't know what and just hurls it at me. <laughs> and I look down and I'm like, holy shit. And it's just dirt, leaves, and shit. <laughs> he just threw a ton of shit at me. And then I run back to my friend. I'm like, 
dude, you're never going to believe this. And he turns around and goes, what the fuck's all over your clothing? <laughs> and I'm like, so remember the gorilla staring thing? And he's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then he went and told all his friends in the class. <laughs> That's great, though. It was awesome. It actually worked. Yeah, it's so rare. A warning works. Yeah. Like, I really, like, I locked into, like, the primitive world. Like, yeah, I was a, a part of it for a yeah, minute. Yeah, you and that gorilla, you were like, hey, I can live in your animal kingdom. And yeah. he's like, no, you can't, man. Yeah. I win this today. If it wasn't for that fence and that, like... Um, he could rip you to shreds. Oh, he would have killed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I couldn't... I was like... I'm like, yeah, man, that professor was right. He's like, yeah, I, of course he was. He teaches the one thing he knows every... You know, he knows all about these fucking animals. Yeah. But you'd figure the gorilla had been there so long, maybe he doesn't get as freaked out by people. Yeah, I, th- I figured something. I, I just figured nothing was going to happen. In my head, they put, like, sedatives in their food. Yeah, I could see calm that. them down, you know? Because you think if a gorilla really wanted to, he could get climb, out of that. Yeah, I could climb whatever it wanted to. Yeah. I don't like zoos. They're kind of depressing. It's a it's animal jail. The chimpanzee exhibit is like, it's fun for a minute because they're like, they're having a great man. time. And then they lose their shit for three minutes. Yeah. And then they go back to having a good time. And then they remember where they are again. And then they lose their minds. But most people are just convinced that they're just constantly having a it's good like time. It's like going to a jail. It if, is. If you just thought some of the prisoners were cute. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we haven't seen one of those. Let's yeah. go look at that. Oh, that one's scribbling on a wall. That's yeah, so cute. Look yeah. at look at he thinks he's a people. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. He shits next to his bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he shits where he sleeps. Yeah. That's what is that's what is equivalent. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't think it's necessary anymore. I even I went to Alcatraz for a field trip. I went to Alcatraz when I was a kid. Yeah. Did you do the dark cell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me it too. Put Very us in scary. There. It was really scary. Very scary. It was weird. Yeah. It was even depressing, even though it wasn't a prison anymore. You're yeah. just like, oh, God, imagine. Yeah, pretty dark. They should turn that into a zoo. It should be an amusement park. It kind of is. You think? You know it should be. It should be some sort of Halloween haunted thing. That would make a fortune. Yeah. That would make a killing. Like you do a bed and breakfast. Yeah. You do like a goth bed and breakfast at that Alcatraz. That would be the best. You get a band. You get like a gothy band that plays at night. How? And then you have a open cell bed and breakfast. How have they not done this? Well, they're not as talented as me. <laughs> you got to call the people of Alcatraz. I mean, I feel like that's just a license to print money. Yeah. You get a bunch of tattooed kids who want to hang out and be gothy. You have a talent show, and then you have a real show. I wonder if maybe it's because it's a historical landmark or something where they're All not they got now is a bunch of fat-ass tourists walking through it, buying shirts that say, I escaped Alcatraz. Yeah. Is it really holding up its historic like authenticity? I guess not. Make some real money. Have some shit at night. Yeah. Concerts. Yeah. How do they not do that there? You have them sleep over. You know, you do a shower. You have them take showers. That's cool. They do so much like interesting, weird shit in that city, too. Yeah. You think that they would do some and the residents would be like, yeah, we have fucking parades where people walk around naked in the streets. Exactly. Let's have a concert at Alcatraz. Yeah. I was in San Francisco once and they uh, I was walking down the street and there was no like event going on there was just uh, a table with a sign and then a person sitting in a chair on a sidewalk in a random area uh near hayes valley something like that and it said uh the sign said listening booth Mm -hmm. and i went up there i'm like what's this all about and it was some girl she's like well you can sit down and you can talk to me about anything you want for five minutes and i'll and i'll be a good listener huh and i was like this is the greatest idea in the world yeah San Francisco is one of the last bastions of real free thinking in the country. Yeah. You got San Francisco, Berkeley. Yeah. I hear Minneapolis kind of has that reputation. 
is oh, being really? like super open minded, I believe. Huh. Just like, you know, the onion was there and thing, you know, I think it that has a pretty good reputation. Then you got your New Mexico type yeah. deals. You got Tawas. You got uh the Chapel Hill area and Chapel uh, Hill. You got uh what is it? Um what's the place REM's from in North Carolina? I don't remember. Uh, you got uh, Marfa, Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like a real artsy. Marfa's uh, is like an open art space now. Yeah. Kind of. All the people that are done with Austin move there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Portland. Yep. Parts of Seattle. Yeah. Where uh, you can just for real get weird. Yeah, those are good. Those would be good adult field trips. Speaking of getting weird, we so went to a KCRW christened, yeah, christened. <laughs> music event. That's what we meant by field trip. It's Brought w- to you by white people. Yeah. So we decided we're going to go. To a concert. We're you gonna, won these tickets? I Dude, I was on my way to the gym, and I just called KCRW. They're like, hey, we got, we're going to play this new Jake Bug song, and then we're going to give away some tickets. So get ready for that. They play the song, and then they're like, all right, we're going to give away five pairs of tickets. So call. And I have them saved in my phone. Nerd. And I just hit send, and I, was, I got in immediately. They're like, hey, how you doing? Have your member number ready. We'll get right back to you. Wow. And I'm on hold for a minute. They're like, okay, what's your name? And uh, and like, all right, tickets are, will be at the door. Have fun. The only time I ever won tickets were, was to a Beck concert for K-Rock. And me and my friend were literally driving. We were like 30 seconds away from the place they said to be in 20 minutes. No way. They were like, be at EK on Vermont in wow. 20 minutes. And we were like right there. That's great. And so we just got out of the car. We were the second person in line. And I think the first guy worked at the store. That's great. He had to wait in line, the yeah. employee? He was just like, I'm, hey, I want it. And we got to see Beck. It was awesome. That's great. But we went to see who did we see again? Jake Bug oh, and the opening band. Oh, Honey, 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 Honey. One word, Honey, Honey. Was that one word? That's how they they spell it. Okay. Yeah, as one word. It was at the Henry Fonda mm-hmm. Theater, which is also the music the box. The music box. Yeah. Why is it both? I think it's now the Fonda again. Okay. I think they, it was the Fonda. Then they changed it to the music box. And now, like, Golden Voice bought it. So it's the Puff Daddy of venues, to where you yeah. just can't nail a name down. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Way to brand yourself. Good business practice. It's terrible that they the f- the Golden Voice took it over because now it's like the amount of security that was there. Let's well, run through. Let's just run through this concert right. like from beginning to end. Okay. Um, the Fonda. Have you ever been there before? Yeah, I saw the Pixies there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was that's great. awesome. It's a cool fucking venue. Yep. They got a good like floor seating area. Mm-hmm. It's a good size. Then they have the balcony for people our age yep. who are done standing. <laughs> so if you get there in the old days, if you got there early. You just go up. It's open seating up upstairs and downstairs. Right. So you get there early. You can sit down. Mm-hmm. And then they have a rooftop thing, right? Yep. And they Outdoor. have tables, chairs. There's a bar. For those of us our age that still smoke. Yeah. You can smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Um, meet some girls. I think just a, lot of, a lot of the people up there are mid to late 30s. Pretend, they're just smoking that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not they're not fully smokers anymore because they had to give it up because they had yeah. the kid. They have a pack in the glove compartment. Yeah, like you pack been there in the for car. eight months. Yeah, and deep in the purse. One every like, week. You know what, honey? We're out. Yeah. Yeah, let's have a cig. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Do, let's share a cigarette together. Oh, I'm a little lightheaded. Yeah, like let me cop are, a yeah. square. Yeah. Some a like there. square. <laughs> <laughs> and then they project in the summertime, they project the concert onto the wall on the rooftop. Yeah, right. Super cool venue. Golden Voice takes it over, and uh, we get our tickets, and we walk in, and for some fucking reason... <laughs> They had inverted what was uh, general admission and uh, wristband sections. Yeah. So now the downstairs, where most of the people will be in the concert, right. is wristband only. Wristband only. We could not go on the bottom floor. Which is shitty. Yeah. Uh, at the time, it wasn't because we're like, fuck that. We want to sit. Yeah. 
But you go upstairs, there's maybe like, what, 80, 100 seats on the balcony? I'd say close to 200. Okay, that, okay. Yeah. So let's say 200 seats, and then behind that, there's an area where you stand in like a little bar. We get up there, and like, it's weird how there's no seats. Maybe yeah. in between the opening band and Jake Bug, people will get up. Um, I guess no one got up. Or These fat-ass white yuppies. Yeah. Sat their fucking With KCRW member radio asses. totes. <laughs> and their, their charity-giving quinoa fat asses. Yeah. Refused to get up so two lazy hipsters could sit down. I know. How dare they? How dare they? And we were pissed. We weren't pissed. But we were like, huh. And normally it's, it's empty up there because if you go up there and all the seats are full, you're like, all right, we're going to go stand downstairs. There were a ton of people like kind of waiting behind yeah. them to sit. And I'm like, why is this like this? Let's go downstairs. Then we go downstairs and they're like, oh, wristbands only. Right. So then you're fucked. Yeah. You got to stand upstairs. You're basically we had to stand behind a railing, probably four sets of people back to where you couldn't really see the stage. We managed. To, I managed to eventually squeeze in. To yeah. where I could see what was going on. Yeah, through two people's heads and a cell phone. But it's that something. classic shit where like everyone standing up could sit on the stairs, but they can't. It's a fire thing. Like, yeah. no, it's, shut up. And there's security running around with like walkie talkies or like over. Uh, do you see where the person? I'm like, yeah. where are we right it now? It was the most mellow concert I've ever been to. It as was far a 20 year old British kid. Yeah. With an acoustic guitar yeah. and an electric one sometimes singing songs about his fucking heart and soul. Yeah. And there's security <laughs> running around like a fucking serial killers on the loose. Yeah. I mean, they kicked a woman out and we're not we're pretty sure they kicked her out for going woo too many times. She was like, I love you. Yeah, I think they I'll kicked your her girl. out for saying I love you, which is craziness. She was so confused. And these security, you pointed it out. The one security girl that was running around trying to find the suspect to yeah, apprehend them right. was probably 21. Maybe. And I think with heels, probably four foot three. She was nowhere near above five feet tall. Oh, yeah. She was the equivalent of like a small, angry dog. Yeah, I don't know what she's going to accomplish, like. As far as kicking someone out. Yeah, I mean, I said to, I said I was like, look at that security guard. I could pick her up and throw her off the balcony. Easily. Yeah, and I am not a strong person. I hate when they hire, when security people get, get it in their head that they're like a real cop. Well, also, this was not, there were no problems at this show. I yeah. mean, I hate, I hate loud behavior. Mm -hmm. I hate loud voices. Yeah. I am a big fan of manners. I don't like when people talk out. To me, I take, it's similar to a heckler. I am a very uptight person who likes everyone to sit and quietly behave and enjoy the show. And I didn't even find this shit annoying. Yeah. This was just like normal show stuff. Yeah. This was not misbehavior on any level. Yeah, and it was still, this... they were just being real weird. Yeah, it was a little tense. And then I went downstairs to talk to the box office guy for a minute. And yeah. I was like, look, maybe, maybe I missed. They didn't give me my wristbands or something because we won the tickets from the station. They're putting it on. Let me just at least go talk to the guy because I'm looking downstairs and it's half full down there. Let me see he's got, if he has a couple wristbands, right. you know? And the door girl, uh, the security girl, like right at the front door was like, where are you going? I'm, like, I'm just going to go over to the box office. She's like, you can't do that. I'm like, why? She's like, well, what do you need? And I'm like, I just need to talk to the box office guy. She's like, well, you can talk to me. What do you need? I'm like, but you're a security guard. What are you going to help me with? No she's, one talks to you. She's like, Give, let me see your ticket. And I was like, okay. And I give her the ticket. And she's like, yeah, this is balcony only. If you're trying to get wristbands or do anything else, you can't do it. You can't talk to the guy. I'm like, why can't I just talk to him? And she's like, well, there's no ins and outs. I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm going four feet away to the box office, which we can both see. I can almost touch it. And she's like, you're not allowed. 
and then made me go back inside. I'm, and then I find another girl. I'm like, listen, can I just go do this? If I go anywhere else that's not the box office, you cannot let me back in. I'm not going to go sell drugs. I'm not going to go sell my ticket. Yeah. I'm not going to go beat anyone. I'm not going to do anything. And she's like, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. Over and over and over. And then they just shut me down and walked off. And like, you got to go back inside. This is the product of a slow economy. It's and awful. It's like people. This is they. These people got like a list of things, and they're terrified of losing their jobs, so they just overdo it. That's what good service has has disappeared because of fear of being fired. It may, yeah, that might be a part of it. But sometimes too, people get like they they power trip on a little tiny bit of power. It's like a. I mean, they're like they're like cops in that like they have to deal with shitty people. So they routinely take it out on people that don't deserve it. Yeah, and I imagine you know their their uh, their patience kind of gets whittled down. Oh yeah, well you they know, got people trying to smoke in places they can't smoke. They're constantly smelling weed. Right. I mean, it must be a shitty job to have to bust people for getting high when you're like, yeah. no one cares. When I'm sure that you probably get high yourself. You yeah. know, she's like in her early twenties. That's why you're a security guard. But at the same time, it's like just. Just fucking at least listen to like read a person first and see what they're up to. Yeah. You know, I'm a fucking adult. I don't look like I'm drunk or high. I was stone cold sober. Yeah. I just want to talk to the boss. I'm not like, hey, I want to go to my car for a half an hour. Yeah. I literally I'm like, I'm going to stand right there. You can watch me the entire time. Yeah. But there was just it was no, no, no. Put up a wall, put up a wall. And I bet the assholes at Golden Voice tell them to do that. Yeah, I mean that's like insurance. Like, this is stuff. a no-nonsense security. It's thing. all insurance-based. It's all liability stuff. Because venues are uh, a bad insur- bad on when it comes to like insurance. Yeah, you got a lot of people, and there's alcohol. So if anything bad happens, it's a pl- it's a thing you can sue. So I think they're just they just overdo it. And but yeah, once you get in there, you're like, am I a prisoner in here? Like, am I in elementary school? Yeah, can I like enjoy I, this show, yeah, please? Yeah, like, I paid to be in here. Could I not be treated like shit? Yeah, the fucking drinks are already seven, eight bucks. Yeah, you're ruined. That, to a certain degree, it ruins the experience of going. Because you get in there, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to see my friend, uh, this band I really love, and we're going with my friend. And like, but then you just start being like badgered. And you're like, hey, I'm like a cu- I am a customer here. Yeah. I paid for this. I didn't pay to be talked to like I'm like talk to me like I'm an idiot when I start acting like one. Sure. But yeah. don't talk to everyone like we're dumb children when the fact of the matter is we were adults that came here and paid to do this thing. Yeah. Like don't don't like hurt us in here like we're a problem, which is what they kind of treat you like. It's like the minute there's more than 100 people anywhere, you all become dangerous. Yeah. Some liability, some gang. Some You're like problem. everybody move over here. Do not try to do this. You're like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, the, what are you, the TSA? They, they, they pretty much are now. Yeah. That was my thought on it. I was like, you guys are the TSA of concerts. Yeah. And there's no need for it. Especially consider the venue, consider the band you're watching. This is like, this is a 20 year old singer songwriter at an event put on by KCRW. Yeah. We're not at a punk rock no. show in a back alley in downtown Los Angeles. No, sir. No one's got a knife. There was no one going, even has a pocket knife. There was going. You know to what be people no have? Fight. Maybe a wine opener they left in their fucking purse. <laughs> Maybe they yeah. have that. Yeah. No, this was a very safe crowd. Yeah. I mean, probably multiple people in the crowd knew CPR because oh, they've taken easily. the class because they have kids. You know what I'm saying? There are at least 20 doctors. Uh, uh, lots of doctors. I did two guys that were next to us were were. Definitely professional males that had that were probably doctors. They you brought know, binoculars. I don't even want to think about how many environmental lawyers there were at that oh, show. Oh, for 
at least 70% of that crowd. Yeah, like literally if someone was like, I'll sue you, another lawyer would pop up and be like, actually, you don't have legal cause to <laughs> sue. And that you it's an assumed risk case. And w- the minute you entered the venue, you uh, yeah. you gave up all your liability clauses. And then a third guy pops up and was like, I can mediate this if necessary. I'm yeah, actually, here's my card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's just have some sense of context. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing bad was going to happen. You may have been one of the toughest guys there. I know, which is saying a lot. Yeah. I may have been in the top 30. <laughs> yeah. Which, wow. And most of that's because I did have a knife. Oh, you did bring... Uh, yeah, they didn't even... S- I love that. Yeah, you're in treat us like we're dangerous. No one frisked me. I had a knife. That's hilarious. No one even noticed the knife in my pocket. That's another thing is like they, they decide to treat people like they're prisoners in there and herd you around and stuff. But the process of getting in is the laziest thing in the world. Yeah. That's where you should be a little strict. They only checked purses. Yeah, if you and they do when they check purses and bags, they barely they use you unzip it and open it, and yeah. they literally just kind of peek their head in, and then they go, "You're fine." I'm like, I could have had a grenade. Yeah, they're basically looking for a ticking bomb with smoke. They're basically looking for like a a ball bomb, like you know, like cannonball with a fuse. in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, coming out of it's like, oh, the smoking purse. Yeah. Those people wouldn't know what a tiny fertilizer bomb looks like. They don't know what anything looks like. You could easily have gotten a grenade in there. You could get, I mean, ten, a set of knives. Razor blade. Handgun? Easy. Easily. Oh, my God, a handgun. In a bag? You, we could have got, I could have brought in five handguns. Yeah. I got in two. Who do we see? <laughs> we saw Jake Bug. And Honey Honey. And Honey Honey. To be fair, we watched Honey Honey from the roof on the screen. Yeah. They were good. We caught the last maybe song and a half inside. But yeah, we watched them from outside, which is fine. Yeah. I've seen plenty of concerts, enough opening bands. I can watch. They were a good opening band for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would go see the I would go see them as the headliner. I would. I think I would too. They're a country. I would what would you call them? How would you do, how would you categorize They're them? They're kind of like like a country folk rock band. Okay. Okay. There's a bluegrass element. Yeah, a little bit. We were most impressed by the fact that the drummer was also the guitar player. So he right, was yeah. ripping both. That's pretty cool. He was very confident at both. They're friends with comedians, too, somehow. Duncan Trussell knows them. Okay. okay. Rogan, I think, has had him on his show. They had a big closer. Yeah, yeah, they did. Crushing closer. Lead singer's cute, too. Is she? Yeah. I can, only, what I I can mean, see. Far away. She definitely looked cute. She's balcony cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about up close. And she had cool style, and uh-huh. she played an instrument, which, by the way, makes a girl like a thousand times uh, hotter. Yeah. It's like when you see a hot girl, all of a sudden she gets into like a 56 Chevy pickup truck. You're, you're like, like, are you the hottest chick in the world Do now? you want an engagement ring? Do you want to get married? Yeah, serious. She played, <laughs> she played the fiddle well. Yeah. And 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 she wore kind of a, a prairie dress, I'd call it. She had kind of a boot on, and she she would kind of keep time with her foot. Yeah, and it was cool as shit, man. She looked like she was in charge of that stage. Yeah, she was That's the so boss. She, it was cool, and and fiddle playing very hard. I'll imagine. Yeah. My friend Gabe is a fiddle player in uh in a band whose name escapes me, even though they are famous. Interesting bluegrass band. Oh, uh. Uh, Nickel Creek Punch Brothers Punch Brothers My friend Gabe is the fiddle player in Punch Brothers okay, And if yeah. you haven't heard Whoa boy I've heard a little bit Yeah, They are so good mm-hmm. They're geniuses In fact the lead singer just won one of those like MacArthur Genius Grants Whoa Yeah That's, <laughs> he, a, that's a cool name for a band too Punch Brothers Yeah they're I great like Punch Brothers are a tremendous tremendous band But fiddle playing very hard 
It so looks very hard. She was playing the fiddle and singing, which Gabe also does, and I am I I am I will never not be impressed by that. Yeah. Because that is serious shit. No frets on a violin. You just got to hear it. You just got to do it. You just got to feel know it. it. <laughs> feel it and hear it. And all the people on those three people can definitely rip. A lot of sound mm. coming out of three people. Yeah. My I'm always impressed by that. Muse can do that. Yeah. It's three dudes and they sound like monsters. Green Day. Three piece. Green now, Day, even yeah. if you don't love Green Day's music, those are three dudes that create a big ass sound. Oh, yeah. They can rock it the fuck out. The police. Uh huh. Three dudes. Yeah. How many people were in the Pretenders? Big sound. I don't know. Four. four? Or five. Yeah. Four or five. But yeah. So Honey Honey was very good. Great song. I'd actually like to get an album from him because I feel like there. I feel like there's a bu- a lot of nuance in her like singing that I probably didn't get. Yeah, I'm interested what they sound like in a studio album. Yeah. Because they got a, a a cool fun live sound, but sometimes. That's kind of taken away in the studio. I bet you you get a lot more from the vi- from the fiddle and from the like guitar playing in the studio record. And the voice, I bet. Yeah, I bet because she has a really good voice. Yeah. But I imagine when you like you put headphones on and play it loud, you hear lots and lots and lots of good stuff. That's one of my favorite parts about concerts too. Is like you just sometimes go early and you're like, fuck it, let's see what the opening band's all about, and yeah. then you find some cool new band that you're into. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. They were rad. And they're clo- uh, my, my my had one complaint with this is bitchy is the Honey Honey's closer was a real banger. They brought it really hard. Uh-huh. And what Maya says, look, if you're going to show me you can do that, give it to me more often. Yeah, do maybe the last 3 songs. Yeah, give me give me the hard stuff, man. Yeah. Cuz they brought it. That last song was such a fucking barrage. You know, a real confident band, you know what they do? Their second to last song is like this hardcore rock fest where you're like holy shit yeah and then they close with a slow song isn't that what jake bug kind of did i think yeah he did but he never I, really gets crazy i like that he, he had a punk song like the last during the encore he had a, yeah maybe he did yeah so the following performer was this kid the headliner he's a kid he's a child he is 16 years younger. we were than watching me. him go through puberty yeah i think by the time the concert started and then by the time his set ended he grew an inch yeah <laughs> He is 20. Yeah. His name is Jake Bug. Birth name something different. Yeah. I had to look that up because I'm like, there's no way his last name is Bug. And he's real good, man. He is. He's a really good songwriter. He's a damn good singer. I'll tell you this about the songwriting. Uh, it was him and three other dudes. Okay. So he's, I, I think he's one of those kids that was like kind of put together a little bit by a label. Like okay. they found a young talent. Right. And they're like, this guy's got promise. Let's get him a, a deal and then get some get some guys in okay. there to song write with him, okay. which is, you know, whatever. It's now fine. I respect him less, but okay. Um, okay. The, I mean, Sex Pistols was like that. So it was just him and Glenn Ballard and Sia, the greatest songwriters right. of our time. Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, he's real good. Put um, but you know what? I'll, I'll give him this. Even if that's true, he's still 20. Yeah. Um, he's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. He can play a guitar. Play a guitar well. Yeah, because he puts a he puts a fair amount of solos in a lot of his songs. Yeah, which if you're not going to play a good one, you look real stupid. Exactly. And you have two kinds of solos to pick from. You could do a train wreck solo, you know, kind of Neil Young style, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But he does kind of an agile. Check out how good I play solo. He covered a Neil Young song. Too, yes, he did. Which yes, I kind of like. I was yes. like, okay, you know, he did. You're a Neil Young fan. Well, that's I mean, good. I was thinking about this because he's so young. And I always think about it must be so difficult as a young musician considering the mountain of history that's come before you where anything you do because being a singer-songwriter, you're just a, a, a white dude with an acoustic guitar. Right. 
everything you do, they're going to be like, oh, that sounds like this. That sounds like this. That sounds like this person. That sounds like this person. Yeah. So I think in a weird way, you have to, if you're going to be good, kind of be like a music historian and really investigate the stuff that comes before you. Because you otherwise you're going to be so derivative, you're going to get kind of downgraded. Yeah, pretty much. Because you could tell he, he could tell he's pretty influenced by Oasis. Yeah, some Bob Dylan in there. Bob Dylan, yeah. Beatles. He's got his voice. Kind of reminds me a prettier version of that guy from the Kinks. Okay. It, but just a good singer. And I was saying, like, he has the interesting thing to me about his age is he has some like legit kind of punky like kind of rebellious rock songs in there yeah that are just simple three chord kind of like young angry songs and you're and it's interesting to see someone it's like oh that's a product of your age now you have ang- you have young person angst but i think his this kid's real strength is man he can crush a ballad yeah his really ballads could. are beautiful yeah. they're painful and and his voice is re- it really lends itself to to the ballads. Yeah, I was listening to the, whatever the one I can't remember the one. Um, the Broken name of it. was that what it was called? I think he had one called Broken. Okay. That seemed to be the one everyone knew. And was that one like it. halfway through? I was like, oh, he sounds like he means it. Yeah, it's not just singing it, uh-huh. which kind of made me as the show went on. It made me okay with the fact that he wasn't the solo like writer of the songs and stuff. Because I'm like, he's 20. It's his first album. Let's give him a couple years. If he's still doing this, you right. know, where he's uh, all his songs are always written by someone else, then it's a little, you'll respect someone a little less for that. But if he hasn't, I mean, but if he has like a reg, I, I I don't mind it if you have like a regular collaborator. It's like, hey, we're a team, we do this thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. Cool. But he, yeah, you, I, we, I said this to you during the concert. Like, you can tell the ballads are the thing he'll be able to do for decades. Yes, because they're good, man. And they, you watch the effect they were having on girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this dude was killing the ladies. Yeah. I mean, if you want if you want to get chicks to listen to you or come to your concert and drag their boyfriend who may not be into the singer-songwriter thing, write a couple ballads that make them go, oh, my God. Yeah. I was thinking about this while watching it because, you know, I'm a I'm kind of a, I guess, a sad person. Yeah. And and I'm I'm watching girls respond to like this guy's sad songs, and I was like, what about that appeals to a girl on like a dating level? Like, a, okay, I, he's cute and he's so sad. I want to like be with him in his room and help him be less sad. But what if he's? But then he's not sad anymore. Do you want to make him happy? <laughs> I don't know what it is, or is it just that he's so open to emotions? I think that. It, it might be the I mean, the reason I respond to singer songwriters like that is be like I am I admire the ability to just write about that stuff and then like tell it to strangers. Well, you know what I envy I, what I found myself envying watching him was especially as a comedian, you it's rare you get to be sincere. Yeah, because a lot of times when you get sincere, it gets preachy. And you don't you can, want yeah. preachy comedy is the worst. Yeah, especially if it's like politically the political. fucking government man. Right. But it's like a singer songwriter gets to be gets to express themselves and be really sincere at the same time. Yeah, and that to me is really something. I mean, the, the, you you have more room to do that as a singer versus a comedian because you're playing music on top of it. So. Some people aren't even fucking hearing the words. They're just yeah. like, I like the way this sounds. It's, it's catchy. a beautiful thing. I mean, what in there's no it's, I'm thinking of it right now. What in stand up? When do you get to be beautiful? You don't. Yeah. I mean, if you're unbelievably vulnerable at times. Yeah. 
and you can find a funny angle on it. I guess that's sort of beautiful, but it doesn't feel like a beautiful moment. Whereas like when that kid's like singing one of those ballads that's so, so lovely and wonderful, it's like you're giving something beautiful to these people. Music is, I, and I honestly think this is true, it's the most powerful art form by far. Oh, yeah. It's not even really close. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it by far can bring together the largest group of people. They have a similar experience together. It gives you goosebumps. The language is universal, too. Yeah, exactly. It, and anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, you can just hear a song. And on some level, whether you don't understand the lyrics because you don't speak the language, the sounds, you can just be just like, this the, has lifted my mood. I or it brought me to I feel sad now, but in a good way. Yeah. Well, it's just like I'm. I always think of that. There's a there's footage of Richie Havens at Woodstock, and he's just singing that song "Freedom," which is just him singing "Freedom" over and over again. Uh-huh. And it by the end of the song, it's it turns into such a fucking it's like its own universe. Yeah. And he's just going "Freedom" free, over and over and over. And then there's like one other line or something. And by the end, the entire crowd is like this unit together with this dude. And you're like, holy shit, dude. It's real rare that happens in any other way. Yeah. I mean, I can't think. I mean, everyone likes a particular joke together in an Mm. arena, maybe. Yeah. But there's still, it's not as like, it's hard to inject that sort of emotional sincerity. It's the most hypnotic of all the art forms. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It It can hold people in for the longest period of time. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I feel like that he, and it's like you know what? What another thing too? When they go like, why isn't comedy like, like music or or whatever else? It's because, like comedy, you can't, especially watching it live. You can't. There's no talking. You have to sit there and listen. Music, you can go with a bunch of friends. You, you can, can have conversations. Along. There's a bonding experience yeah. while it's going on, in the background. And music more than comedy, you can you can take it everywhere. Yeah. You can listen to it at the gym, on a road trip, in your house. Yeah. While you're, do, you know, doing Songs, a song will have a, the same effect on you much longer than a joke you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, and you can, you can, you can participate more in a concert. Yeah. You get to sing along. No, no, the, no one wants the person to talk along with their joke. Yeah, they just want you to laugh where it's necessary. That's what I, I think know. makes people really mad at comedy shows because they can't like. When they don't like what's going on, they're so trapped. Yeah, they they feel like they can't like start talking to their friend like they could at yeah. a concert. It feels less fun if they don't like the comedian or whatever. Because yeah, if you're watching an opening band and you're like, I'm not really into this, so what'd you do this week? And then you could literally have a conversation at this volume for a half an hour till they're done. Yeah, go to the bar. Yeah, come back. It's yeah, you cannot deal. do that at comedy, nor should you, you sons of bitches. I wonder, <laughs> like, I, 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 it's so interesting when you see someone that young, and you're like, I have no idea what you're going to turn into. And, you, like, I always worry. I find myself looking at that kid, and I'm like, you're so talented. They're really going to fuck with you, man. Oh, yeah. Like, you, there's so much. You're going to get it from all angles. Oh, yeah. Like, My worry, I was telling you, I was like, right now, this guy's label is watching him right now with their fingers crossed going, please don't start using heroin. Yeah. Just don't do drugs. Well, he's going, I mean, you, when you're that, he's 20 years old and he's got a bunch of 50 year olds going, you're a genius. Yeah. You're a genius. It's going to get to his head. He's worshipped. Next record's going to have a bunch of songs about worship uh-huh. and how uh, they, they, they hate you at, right after they love you. Yeah. Like about how fake the industry is. How you can't is. trust girls because all they want is your fame yeah, and money. Yeah, did you, you love know? me when you hadn't heard me sing type stuff? Right, right. That's the thing. Music fame is so fast. 
And it's like, it's aggressive. Yeah. It's so big. It comes from all sides. Yeah, one minute you're just this kid, and the next minute they have to rush you into a van. Yeah, you got a, like, you got a bodyguard detail. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just this whole thing. Well, that's the thing. I was watching the show, and you see, like, these guys that are twice this kid's age, like, handing him his guitar. Yeah. You know, the guitar techs are like, here's the next guitar, here's the thing. And you're like, this has got to be weird. Yeah, for this one of those kid. guitar techs is like, my child is five years younger than you, and yeah. I'm doing what you want. And he's also going like, fingers crossed, this kid makes it. My kid needs braces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're, and 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 this, it just must be so weird to be surrounded by a bunch of people that you don't know, who are just their their lives are predicated on your supposed genius. Yeah, that probably you doubt. You spent that much time learning guitar. That's not super social, dude. I wonder if he, guys like him, guys at that age, even really spend a lot of time thinking about that. Because they're at that age where I think those things aren't real to them. Like having like, oh, my, my, my roadies are like adults with families and kids and like yeah. what that responsibility even means. But he seems that – I only bring that up because the way the kid sings and he performs and the nature of his songs, he seems to be a pretty sensitive dude. Yeah, he seems to have a good sense of what's around him and and context and things like that. So I bet you he, to a certain degree, kind of sees things for what they are, maybe. And he's just like, "This is odd. I'm. Uh, it's odd to be this worshipped. It's like that really old that weird. Di- when you see that you know that old concert movie of Dylan uh-huh. when he's in England and everyone's just freaking out. And he's like, "This none of this is you know this is bullshit." Yeah, and he's because he's they realize a lot of it is just fake. It's it's press. Yeah, it's people need something to sell, and this kid. That's the thing. This kid's something to sell. Oh, and yeah. He's real easy. But again, it's like you and I were talking about this. It's like we thought it was great. You're like, these are great ass songs. Show me a radio station to put them on at this point right now. I know. Besides something like KCRW or you know what's where it's going to play a lot? College radio. Yeah. But college radio kids don't buy records. But no one buys records. Yeah. I mean, the, the, where I think where he's going to get a lot of traction is um, is like music blogs. Well, and I people remember like those pretentious pitchfork type people that yeah. are going to be like, I'm so glad I discovered this guy. I'm going to talk about him at length. But like, when what's he breaks. that career? Okay, you know, do you remember Ben Queller? I do. Yeah, um, I didn't listen to Ben Queller a lot. I've heard like a few songs. Well, I remember uh, he was on my uh, record label that my friend worked for, so he did all his packaging. And mm-hmm. Ben Queller was once talking about, he was a singer songwriter, real popular with the hipsters, critics, and stuff. And he was telling him that one time Ben went and played in Vancouver. Yeah. And he goes, I, he goes, I just, he goes, the venue holds a thousand people. It's sold out, but I've sold 700 records here. He goes, that doesn't really make sense. That is weird. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like that type of music is just being lifted. So you watch that kid and I found myself thinking like, this kid's great. I wonder what you do with him now. Yeah, because if you can't make it, it seems weird. If you can't make someone a superstar, yeah, how do you monetize their career at all? Yeah. In any way, if they're not going to be Bieber or Miley Cyrus, that's the thing. It's like you know, this kid's songs, this 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 bug kid songs are going to be in a lot of indie movies. You know, they're going to be a lot of cool shows. He could probably end up being a real popular singer songwriter. Yeah, or or j- a songwriter for other people. You know, I'll tell you this. The collapse of the music industry has pretty much wiped out the notion that putting your songs in commercials is selling out. Right. Remember when that yeah. used to be like, we'll never do it. Now it's just something you fucking do. Yeah, you have. Because where have a else are you making money besides touring and merch now? Yeah. 
I mean, a million records is a huge record now. Oh, God, it's enormous. Whereas, like, that's Eve Six sold a million records w- in 1997, and they were just considered, like, a hit. Yeah. Whereas, like, l- Platinum was kind of, like, in the like the late 90s, Platinum was considered, like, pretty good. It was good. You did Double good. Platinum was like, Double okay. Double Platinum was like, okay, you're getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the big bands were still doing five million, oh, yeah. eight million. Like, the Kings of Leon sell a million and a half, two million copies. And that's considered really big. Yeah. But it's just that. So you watch, you see this kid and you're like, you're so talented. You're so good. But where, who's going to buy these records? I mean, are are, are kids going to pay to download it on iTunes? You kind of hope they will. Yeah. But is that even a lot of money? And if it's not on the radio, you're not getting publishing. I think that's another reason records have come back into vogue. Still, they're not selling big numbers. Yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah, they're not you know, they're buying always people small boats pr- and they're shit. They're always small press. Yeah, and, and it's uh, certain bands can do it, you yeah. know? Like those real, like, like say, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. If they're like, it's available on vinyl, their fans are like, fuck yeah, it is, man. I'm getting two copies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you want to hope, like, you, you see, like, this kid probably has, like, a major label deal. They probably gave him a bunch of money. And then you're like, all right, hopefully you get famous enough to where you can finish that deal and then start your own little label. Yeah. <laughs> and then just do it yourself. Because I, I just, it's it's like even with radio play, you're not going to sell a ton of records. So where are you going to make money? Are you going to tour? You have to. Yeah. So like, but how? That's why music festivals are such a massive thing now. But do, do, do they pay the bands a lot? I mean, they don't pay them. I don't think they pay them too much, but they they get like, they get your, your name out there more now because. Being you, a musician now is like being a road comic. Yeah, I mean, you got to get the hell out there in a van. And you know where they make the most money where? is the merch. Okay. So when you're doing like festivals, the the merch areas are right. like there. It's like a village. Yeah. You go to these things, and there are there are shirts, there are buttons, there are hats, there are sweaters. There's everything. Yeah, Kevin Christie underpaid for his Kings <laughs> of Leon T-shirt work. <laughs> Very little money, you guys. Very little money. Yeah, I don't know where. I mean, they're still like they're still releasing like CDs and stuff, but they're doing them in these like. The venues take a big cut of your merch, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they take a big ass. Cut. And yeah, dude, the, good luck finding an independent music venue too. Mm-hmm. When that started being like the thing to do again, where it's like you got a tour, guys like Golden Voice, they just started buying music venues. Yeah. Because they they want to own the place, then they can put their bands in there. They can package tours. Where now nowadays you go to like the Hollywood Bowl or whatever, and you'll get like it used to be like oh an evening with like you know M eighty three and the opener was some random. Now it's you get a night where like M eighty three, Passion Pit, Edward Sharp and the Magnet all in one night. Didn't recognize any of those band names. That's funny, guys. Um, I think I recognized M eighty three. The other two did not ring a bell. I'm thirty six. <laughs> just wanna. I just don't want to sit here and pretend that you know. Yeah, I yeah. got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you were like, when you were like, and you're gonna get this. I was like, please let them be bands I know. Yeah. I was like, yep, nope. Haircut 100. No. Haircut 100. Flock of seagulls. <laughs> That's Psych- an actual band. Psych furs. Haircut 100 was a band. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well. Oh well. Get your shit together. Um, I gotta start googling. <laughs> yep, haircut one hundred was pretty good. Yeah, it's all the live shows, and that goes back to that bullshit concert security thing. It's like if you're, if that's where you're making all your money. Learn to treat the fucking customers right. Maybe they just figure, okay, we got you here. You're stuck. Yeah. And you know what they're doing? They're just banking on the fact that 
people love seeing music so much, and it's rare. Mm-hmm. No one's going to say shit to security at a Radiohead concert, because if you kick me out, you have ruined my year. Yeah. You're, you're so bummed. Not even year five years, because you know how hard it is to get into a Radiohead concert? Yeah. You're just like, dude, no. No. It's the worst. Tickets sell out in 30 seconds. We should try to find people who have been kicked out of Radiohead concerts and talk to them about the rebuilding of their lives. Oh, I know. <laughs> and they'd probably been midway through, even though it was like five years ago. Like, I'm still trying to piece it together, just man. This, I lie about it. They kicked me out during the intro of Karma Police, and I've never been the same. Man, oh, man. <laughs> Tough one to get over. That was one of the big ones for me, man, seeing Radiohead for the first time. I, when I saw Radiohead oh. for the first time, it was a transformative experience. Really? Where was Hollywood it? Bowl. What year? Hollywood Bowl Kid A tour. Oh, wow. It, they opened with Kid A. It was fucking mind-blowing. <laughs> That's great. You could have you killed me then. I don't care. You want to call me an aging <laughs> hipster, classic Silver Lake douchebag. That Radiohead concert was as close to church as I've been to in a damn oh, long yeah. time. There, there was great lighting. There, the light thing was great. Yeah. The, it was loud. The singing, the whole thing was perfect. I went with my, my manager, Stu Sobel, God rest his beautiful soul, mm-hmm. and it was awesome because my accountant at the time was Radiohead's USA accountant. That's how we got tickets. Oh, my. The coolest accountant in the, the world. The coolest uh, still my accountant, Mark Pariser. Good wow. dude. <laughs> dude, a Radiohead concert is church for the secular humanist. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. really is. It was so good. It oh, was man. so good. When I first saw him, I, I've tried to get tickets. That's one of the upsides to living in a big city like L.A. is every band comes here. Yeah. You're never going to be like, oh, I wish so-and-so would because they're coming. Mm-hmm. But the problem is when they're a band like Radiohead, good luck buying tickets. Yeah. A lot. And even if you have friends that work in music that can hook up tickets, their hands are fucking tied with Radiohead. They're u- and they're going to use them because yeah. like my accountant could give a shit about about going but he went because mm-hmm. he was like oh this is the thing everyone wants to go to this yeah. like i could get one ticket for myself and my 50 year old manager and his 50 year old oh. friend who's in his accountant and my account was like oh, i better go this see what the kids are talking of about course, yeah because yeah, it was like the thing to do yeah so i mean i would spend a lot of money to see radiohead still and people do man yeah you- i mean it's a band there's there's as you get older it's tough to find a band you still like yeah. So if if I really next time Radiohead came and it was like and I knew they were coming, I always find out too late. I still listen to OK Computer like it came out a year ago. Dude, I toss on Kid A all the time. Dude, they're just they're Hail to the Thief, good. Yeah, and they're still in Rainbows. Was all great. Their, there's not a record they've made that is a comp- that is a disappointment. You know what they said once that uh, if they knew that they were gonna get as big as they were, they would have made Pablo Honey better. Really? And you're like, it's so good, though. What the but, fuck? But it is also very good. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? Dude. Why are you such geniuses? But yeah, I'd go. I'd spend 500 bucks to see Radiohead. People do that, man. They, they buy those tickets and they put them on Craigslist. There's for just not a lot of stuff I want to go see. It's And it's an amazing show. Yeah. If a band can put out a record and then they can also be a good live band, fucking hats and off, And I man. know they're going to experiment. I know they're, I'm going to see weird versions of the songs. Yeah. They're going to get real weird and like electronic and and jam out so, like do s- basically sound landscape that's why they're still relevant is because they keep fucking evolving stay weird you they gotta keep changing i've been feeling like i'm boring lately mm-hmm. i don't know why i think I've, i don't have enough new jokes right now no i feel the same way and i'm just like man you gotta come on man yeah like you feel like i feel like a hack get out my my whole thing is like when i when i'm when i have like writer's block whatever you want to call it where i'm just hate all my material i'm like I got to get it. I'm in a comfort zone of some kind. I got to get out of it. 
I got to start writing about stuff that I don't normally talk. Things that make me uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's there was that great uh, documentary about Radiohead, Meeting People is Easy. Mm. And it was like NME Magazine, which is the big music magazine in in England. Guys, by the way, if you don't follow NME on Twitter, you should. Really? Is it great? Oh, dude, I love it. Because they post a ton of... uh, just music news stuff. And oh, okay. I've, I've discovered bands just based on, cause they'll go, Hey, this year's, uh, 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 nominees for the Mercury prize. And at first I'm like, what's the Mercury prize? And it's just this huge like thing that they do in oh, right. England where they just pick their favorite bands and they give like alt J that band. Right. They won it one year. And I'm like, who are these guys? So I'll follow enemy magazine. So yeah, they're, re- they're really good. That's really productive. <laughs> and, but they did a list of like greatest albums of all time. Uh-huh. And like they put OK Computer number one and Rubber Soul by the Beatles was number two. Wow. And Tom, the, Tom York is there showing it to him and he's like, this is fucked. It's yeah. a total mind fuck. Yeah. Like he was just like, I can't. This is fucking awful. Like, what do you want? He's just freaking out. And his friends are like, it's cool, man. It's cool. Like the rest <laughs> of the band's like, dude, it's cool. And he's like, it's a mind fuck. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, dude, it's too. It's Radiohead. Radiohead has a little too much responsibility. I feel bad. <laughs> Like someone told me once, they're like, "Oh yeah, Tom York. When you it, you do, kind of don't want to meet him, because he's I could have met him once." And you're like, you, he's sometimes not the nice. I'm like, "Well, I wouldn't be either if everyone was just looking at me, waiting for me to change their life again." Yeah, that pressure. It's I too mean, much responsibility. It's like being the president. Yeah, where it's like you, it's all on you. And in a weird way, just Jake Bug Kid. There's something to that style of music that like music critics and uptight serious bookish white people take way too seriously Mm -hmm. and they put way too much pressure on it you know why it's like when when it comes to bands like that or singer songwriters like that they become you become emotionally attached to them yeah and the last thing you want is for them to break your heart yeah and you're 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 in a line you're in a line with bob dylan yeah and they're like are you gonna be the new bob dylan you're like leave me alone man they're like you fucking better be man because I'm so into your shit. It got me through a breakup. Yeah. I take it on road trips. I was going to kill You're part myself. of my life. Yeah. And you don't want and, – and they're just like – I mean there's so much pressure. But at the same time, you don't want – you come out with a new album. You don't want it to be the same as the one before it. Yeah, you want it to be it. different. Because you, you want to change as an artist. And then people will – and Radiohead's a great example because every album changes and people go, now they're doing that electronica shit. Yeah. This is bullshit. But when you give it time, you're like, just trust the band. There was a great sketch online about the idea of a support group for people that thought Radiohead had gotten too weird. That's great. (laughs) And it was like, a guy was like, I just think the new stuff is a bit weird. (laughs) And everyone's like, here, here. And he goes, and will somebody give Johnny Greenwood back his bloody guitar? And they're like, yes. And then the guy goes, and you know what? I'll say it. OK Computer was a little weird. And they're like, get the fuck out, yeah, bro. You're done. <laughs> they yeah. kick him out. But yeah, it's like you get so invested yeah. in these. It, I, it's man. Being a musician is so fucking powerful. Oh, dude. It, re- it, it, it really must be. That's so why stressful. at the concert you see a bunch of weird dudes hanging on to their old musician style a little too long. Mm-hmm. You always see there's always a dude wearing his, his hair is kind of long, but they always have to do the middle part. So the bangs can cover the receding hairline. Of course, yeah. It's always mid-length, just at the collar. Yeah, or they'll just pop on a fucking fedora. And oh, you're like, buddy. Dude. Bro, we know what's going on under there. Absolutely nerfing. If you want to just people watch somewhere, yeah. go to a con- go to like a really hip, trendy band or something like that and just look at the people. Yeah. It, you, you just see fucking everything. Yeah, it's a real mess. 
that like the people that got kicked out, the girl and that guy, yeah. the girl was in her like I would say early to mid twenties, right? Real cute. Yeah. But the dude she was with was in his fifties. Yeah. And he was trying to do that like I I still look young thing where he had like yeah the I skinny can get jeans. Uh, I can get tickets. I'm friends with the guy that runs the venue. I can it had to be something like that. Yeah. Because he was in his fucking. He had like the weird fedora like hat. Mm-hmm. He had like a leather jacket and the jeans and the Converse. And I'm like, well, they're different ethnicities. He's not her dad. No. And yeah. they're not acting like father. I'm like, what was the layout with those two? So, yeah. So maybe maybe did he was trying to party a little too hard. Got her some coke. Yeah, it had to be something like, like that. Okay, I can hang in there with you, babe. And then she got a little too loud. But yeah. honestly, we did not see her do anything. They oh, still kicked her out. Yeah. I mean, it was a KCRW event. I mean, there were four security guards yeah. escorting them out. Yeah, there were. And I'm like, neither of them could hurt anyone. And two of them were very small women. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was the little, the little young security guard. Then there was look like her boss. That was like a, another small, smallish woman. And then there was that one, like a real big guy. Yeah, there's always a big guy. Yeah. What a, that's really nothing worse than being the big guy in security. We're like, oh, great. I have to fight everyone. Yeah. If everyone decides to be dicks, I have to fight him. It's my job. Yeah, you never get a break. No, you're just always the guy who has to fight everyone. You're in charge of violence. Yeah, we got a, we got a situation. Can't you get that? No, no, no. You're the biggest. Yeah, you're the biggest yeah. guy. Go fight everyone. Yeah. God damn it. Go deal with every drunk dude. Yeah, there, there's a bomb and a gun and a knife. You're the biggest. Go go yeah. get stabbed, shot, and blown yeah. up. Go, go, deflect, go deflect the shrapnel. Yeah, serious. <laughs> Absorb it with your giant Give body. Give big guys a break, man. Everyone looks at them anytime something goes wrong. Yeah. There were these big guys at the comedy store, and I was talking to them in the crowd, and I was like, doesn't it suck to be the guy that if a melee breaks out, Everyone just looks at you two like, what are you going to do? Yeah, you better do something. And my they buddy, get mad if you don't. Yeah, my buddy Justin has been that guy for years. He's really big and tough. Mm-hmm. And it's like growing up, any our friends would almost start fights knowing Justin would be there. That's the worst. Yeah, and he'd just be like, God damn it. I don't want to fight anybody. I'm tired. That's I worked out worst. all day. <laughs> yeah, if a guy's really big and muscly, guess what? He's sore. Don't ask him to fight. He's his arms are sore because he did biceps like I did yesterday. <laughs> and he's sore. <laughs> like today's not the day for Kevin to fight because he did back and by yesterday. <laughs> wailed on his tr- wailed on his arms. Really, really refined the pipes. The hand that's holding the mic is trembling a little bit. Dude, are you I, sore? <laughs> I am really sore because I told people I've been going to the gym, but I actually hadn't ever gone at all since I joined. And so I went twice in the last four days because I found an uh, I found I, f- I went online and found a program that I could okay. actually follow. So I went. I've gone twice this week, and I, it hurts a lot. Now you're gonna, in a month, you can probably fight a concert security guy. In a month, I'll be concert security. Like you will be. Yeah. The head I mean, of security. That's the goal. You'll that's be training. What that's my goal is to end up kind of working for a small security firm, kind of a cool boutique mm-hmm. security firm, the Jake Bug of security firms, yeah. and just kind of like do my thing, just kind of be the big guy who gets to throw people around. <laughs> That's what the I, I want that to be the, my the twilight years of my life. And even if it's uncalled for, no one will c- question you because you're so big and scary. Yeah, they're just like, dude, relax. That guy's yeah. right there, bro. All they did was question the drink price, and you just threw him down a flight of stairs. Yeah, man. Be cool. Kevin's here. Be cool. Be and cool. then you drank their drink. Guys, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Move it, pussy. Yeah. That's what I work on. When I'm home alone, I get in the mirror, and I work on my move it, pussy. Yeah. Move it, pussy. Like that. And that's what I'm going to, you know, like that's a my dead new stare. Yeah, move dead it, stare. Move it, bitch. You can't stand there, dude. But I, what? What? <laughs> you got to have a really sharp yeah. what? Yeah, what? 
What are you going to do? Do you want to get out of here? Or are you looking to die tonight? Do you want to go? Do you want to be gone? Because you're gone in a second. You want to walk out or get thrown out? Yeah. Do you <laughs> like want to be out? Because guess what? One more thing. You want to be gone? You want to be gone right now? I walk you. You're gone, bro. Even, bro. even look at me weird and what I'll throw you out. security guard Look say, at the floor. Look at the floor. The security guard, is, <laughs> as they took out the people that weren't doing anything, were like, she's done for tonight. Like, dude, relax. <laughs> you, you can just hear them working on that phrase in the car. Yeah. And all that, like, she's done for tonight. She'll be back tomorrow if she has tickets. You're not going to remember. Seriously. Get over it. Jesus. But I'm a little worried Jake Bugs on drugs. I heard that he wasn't. How did you hear that? A friend of mine was there, and she works for uh, for radio station. She She's met him before. She's like, he's a really nice kid. I don't worry he's, like, a drug addict, but I worry that the boredom and the tedium of touring in a band. Yeah. We'll get to him. And if he's a sensitive, sad young man, I'm worried he'll do drugs. Well, the pop version of him is on that road now. Justin Bieber. No, Justin Bieber's not sensitive, a songwriter, or nice. Well, no, he's like a young, uh, popular musician. Yeah, and he's turning into a real dickhead. Oh, yeah. B- acting like a real shithead. But, I mean, for his age... He's acting, he really twi- he's acting his age. Yeah, it's not that bad. The problem is he's, you know, super famous, and he doesn't yeah. get the responsibility of, like, not acting he that way. He shouldn't have any responsibility. I mean, okay... In the 80s and 70s, did, did, did we expect them to – did we put any responsibility on teen pop stars then? Did anyone, you know, ask the monkeys to be responsible citizens? No, they weren't, but you hit it better. Everything was way better hidden. Yeah, that's true because you don't have like – I mean, now, I mean, a guy like Justin Bieber, any move he makes, Media is so up in the ass. news that evening. It's Everything's so filmed. So I'm sure David Cassidy and mm. people like that were acting the fool, but it was hidden. And he doesn't also have the luxury of being like a full-on rock star to where it's cool that he's doing that. Yeah, no one wants rebellion from him. Because he has fake. like the innocent kind of like... It's the same way people feel towards Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Their their rebellion seems so inauthentic, it's just annoying. Like, well, you're rebelling against nothing. Yeah, they're not, they're not truly rebellious. They're just being 20-year-olds. Sinead O'Connor wrote an open letter to Miley Cyrus two days ago mm-hmm. telling her that her... Managers are pimps, and she's a prostitute. Interesting. Yeah. You know what Sinead O'Connor is? What? Fucking awesome. I was saying to the person that told me this that I re- it made me remember instantly when Sinead O'Connor was on SNL, and at the end of her second song, she was <laughs> supposed to do a Sinead O'Connor song. She didn't. She did a cover of, I think, Bob Marley's War. Takes out a picture of the Pope. Tears it apart. Rips it the fucking half. Which is so cool. And it was... Let's be honest, the punkest thing we've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah. And the crowd was a kind of silent <laughs> you've never seen. It was you a fucking, you could hear a pin drop. And that lady, and then the next week, I remember Joe Pesci taped it together and was like, and he goes, I wish I was here. I would have given her such a smack, which imagine him saying that now. He'd get in trouble. It's funny because now it's the, it's the opposite. Yeah. If you were to do that now, it would be like, oh, another person who's not religious. Yeah. And if you say a comment like, I would have smacked a woman, Joe Pesci now would have gotten in trouble. Yeah, Joe Pesci would have been the pariah. And uh-huh. also, at, you know, at the time, apparently Sinead O'Connor sort of saw the wave of shit from the Catholic Church coming. She's wow. like, no, 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 these guys are dicks. And they were She's like, hey, a visionary. hey, 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 hey. And now we're like, well. Yeah, she was kind of right. I mean, they're hiding some Let's shit. all go find a picture of the Pope and tear it up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she, on national TV, she held a picture of the Pope and split that motherfucker in half. Yeah, that's punk rock. Woof. Spitting out a fucking balcony at your fans like yeah, Justin Bieber. That's no. not punk rock. You're just, you're just still, you're still fucking teenager. She was reviled, and the next week she was doing like a festival 
concert and they booed her off the stage. Fuck yeah. Chris Christopherson comes out, hugs her, tells her, don't let it get you down. She And then she does the same thing. She covers Bob Marley's war. Mm-hmm. And now in retrospect, Sinead, right side of history. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, guys. Stop That's that. usually the case, too. When you do something that crazy and controversial. That was gutsy. Yeah, people fell on both sides, and it's like you give it enough time, you probably you probably had something real to say. I had no opinion of it because I wasn't Catholic, and I didn't necessarily understand it. Yeah, I just knew she tore a picture, but I watched it because I, I watched SNL as a kid. Yeah, and then like I found out after the you know after the fact. But I remember think I remember watching it the next week in the Joe Pesci thing. I was like, ah, that's funny. You would have hit her. Uh-huh. And now you're like, ah, Joe Pesci's wrong, and she was right. Yeah, that's a dumb thing to say, Joe. Come yeah, on, Joe, why would you, you why would you hit a woman? Yeah, you she's just you expressing her opinion. I bet you Joe Pesci wouldn't even hit a woman. Oh no no. I don't think I don't think he's that dude. It had to just be for the joke. Yeah. Because you you know every role he plays is some fucking yeah. tough gangster. He's I had. really don't think Joe Pesci's ever hit a woman. Probably not. I I pray he doesn't. Did he date Naomi Campbell for a little while? Did he really? I believe so. Wow. I believe so. He I know he had a model girlfriend that was a lot taller than him. That to me is not indicative of a man that slaps a lady around. Yeah, that's a grateful man. Or right it's there. really indicative of a man who slaps. <laughs> Maybe around. yeah. You know I mean, he's like get in a car. <laughs> I don't care if you're. Quit being taller. taller than me. Yeah. I can't help it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wonder what kind of rebellion we're going to get from this Jake bug. You saw it with the punk song a little. Like, he has that instinct. Yeah. To, like, thrash around, fuck you guys. And you know what I noticed? He does that. Th- where whenever he guitar solos, he just stands there looking bored, kind of playing his solo like, yeah, I rip. Yeah. And you guys suck. I can tear this apart. It made it look like like this is just this is just the He had the a little bit. He has a little bit of that British swagger, which is very calm. You're all looking at me. Mm-mm. I'm standing... British pop stars love to just stand there and do nothing. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm so dope right now because I'm not even trying. Yeah. I look bored and sickly and thin. Uh-huh. And you worship my sort of ugly, cute face. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's what that kid is. He's, he is, to me, he's a classic, ugly, cute, good singer-songwriter. Yeah. And the, he's, he's really a part of the and classic. And there's so many of those in England. Yeah. He's a, he, he's and by so many, from, I mean all of them. He's cut from a classic British mold, a yeah. very long line. I mean, he's Roger Daltrey. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, the guitar player from The Who. Uh, Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. Yeah. It's that, like, awkward but brilliant and sensitive. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's that. He's, like, he, he just cute, but in a way he's not masculine. He's not, like, mm. buff or, or, like, threatening, but, like, Girls are just like you, tiny little yeah. dreamboat. And there's that they they get the rebellion out of just like they legitimately just don't give a fuck. Well, the, you know that's what make like the Oasis guys. Yeah, are like there's nothing like rebellious looking or threatening about them, but they no. are just they exude insanity. That's what makes it kind of cool is they always dress kind of prep uh-huh. and it's kind of cleaned up, but then they're like, yeah, they were shooting their own blood out of a syringe. And you're like, yeah. really? And all they do is talk shit about each other. Yeah. They're all wearing a Fred Perry shirt, and then they uh-huh. shoot the photographer with their heroin blood. And you're like, God damn it, yeah. bro. And Pete Doherty, that yeah. dude. That's I, the dude who did it. The fact that that guy's still alive. He was alive. shooting up, and there's, like, footage he's shooting up. And he, like, there's a camera, and he just takes the syringe and goes, squish. <laughs> it's so crazy. And you're like, dude. That dude is, how is he not dead? I know. Wow. It's incredible. But, yeah, this is what this kid, Jake Bug, falls into that line. And And to be fair... I want a little bit of rebellion from him. Yeah, you want a little bit of an edge, but you don't want him to go overboard. And not in like a cartoony way either, where you're like, oh, you're doing this thing, where you're crazy now. I want him to snap on someone in the crowd that deserves it. Yeah. And then launch into his favorite Clash song. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like just, it's same, you know, 
The Arctic Monkeys had that, mm-hmm. where they were great, th- great songs, good lyrics, good musicians, but there was just that little bit of like you snotty little fucking punk. Because they were like when they when they started too, they were like eighteen, nineteen years yeah. old. That first album, people were like, "This band is the next." Well, Beatles. that's what creates a sensation is someone who's a little too good for their age, and everyone's like, "Wait a minute, if they stay this good, we get them for ten years." Yeah. You and know? we still have them. They're still a good band. Yeah. That new exactly. album just came out. It's good. Really? Yeah, yeah. They are that that guy writes good songs. Yeah, he does. Very clever lyrics. Yeah. He's they're they're, they're just good. And they went through a, a lineup change too and they still they really? held it together. Who would they kick out? They got rid of someone. I can't remember which maybe their guitarist or bassist or something like that. I can't remember, but Whenever I hear that, I'm like, uh oh, yeah. is it gonna? Uh-oh. Are they gonna hold it together? And uh-oh. they do at the drive-in. Uh-oh. Yeah, that ended up being good because they turned into the Mars Volta. But then where's Mars Volta now? They recorded like five or six albums and they retired. Okay. Yeah. And what the drummer now is in Queens of the Stone Age? The original drummer. Yeah, they went through like that band was crazy because like there was at the drive-in, then they broke up and the members split into two Mars bands. Mars Volta and what was the other one? The other one was Sparta, Sparta. which they were crap. Right. And then the Mars Volta becomes its own awesome thing. But they were always like they had like eight or nine members yeah. or some crazy shit. And no then one they made would, a dime. They'd go down to four or five. They got rid of they went through three drummers. They're the kind of band that had a bongo player for a whole album. And you're like, wow. Yeah. Why is that guy there? All right, man. There's a dude that plays the triangle for yeah. one song. He probably wrote a book they liked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty good. But yeah, then they just they they ended it. Yeah, when at the drive-in first came out, I was like, "Oh, great! You're gonna you're gonna fill my rage against the machine hole." Oh yeah, God, absolutely. Rage? Can you just can you just? It's time, guys. Just stop. Uh, no, stop. No, no, no. Start, but start right. <laughs> oh, you want them to start again, but right. Start again, but do it right. They're too old and rich now. Yeah, they're rich. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to scream when you're rich. Yeah, especially Tom Morello. He's doing all these other projects. And but man, those rage concerts back in the day were. Fucking crazy! I, w- I, f- I got to see him when they reunited, like 2007. But it w- and it was good. But I was watching it and I was like, you know what would have been better? This 12 years ago. All my friends that would go, were, they'd come back and they'd be like, dude, I've never seen anything like that shit. Yeah, I there wasn't a mosh pit. The entire audience was one. Yeah, I mean they were. J- it was just pandemonium. I know. I heard, man, the things I used to hear about those raid shows. I'm like, what? And that, that's why I was like, I just got to go see him reunite just to cross it off the list. Yeah. Just like the Radiohead thing. The first time I saw him, I was like, I drove up to San Francisco yeah. to, to the first Outside Lands Festival because Radiohead and Wilco, but mostly Radiohead. I'm like, they're there. I'm going. I'm really glad I got to see them on the Kid A tour because they were gonna. They played enough OK Computer. Right, yeah. You know, like now you don't get a lot of those older songs that, as a person you need to fill the void. You get like three okay computer. I saw them a few years later at Coachella. But like, I, you know, you, you want to hear Idiotech. You, there's a yeah. few like songs that are so good live. The Kid A tour was you got a lot of songs you wanted to hear. Yeah. You still got Karma Police. Yeah, they still do that. They didn't like that. Yeah, I got I remember Karma Police, I still got High and Dry. Oh wow, that's cool. I mean, yeah, and you got a lot of you got a lot of okay computer songs and then you got like the best five of Kid A and it was just it was a murderer's row of songs you wanted to hear. Right. That's uh, that so- concert was perfect. It was a perfect experience. When I saw them the they had sound problems. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was like that that's like that. the sound cut out, but they can't hear it on stage because they're like mic'd in. They have yeah. the ear. And he didn't notice it until like a couple verses, and then he stops, 
And I was just like, and it was my first radio show. I'm like, this no, is, no. am I about to burn down Golden Gate Park? <laughs> is that what's going to, are you forcing my hand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they fixed it. And Tom uh, York ended up just making some joke. And he goes, oh, okay, great. And then moves on. I'm like, if there's another sound problem, yeah. I'm going to have to kill whoever's it's next to me. So that they become so important. Yeah. That's so important to your life. Everyone has, Everyone should have that band. I listened to Andrew WK today. How was uh, that? I was listening to his first record, I Get Wet, which, mm-hmm. dear God, yeah, what a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> you want to talk party, you pieces of shit? <laughs> that thing starts hot, stays hot, leaves you fucking Wet. sore, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it blows out your O-ring. You know what I'm, f- you feel me? That thing, God, thank you, Andrew W.K. for I Get Wet. It's a wet. hymen buster. You know who I call on in those times? I call on the Dark Lord, Satan, mm-hmm. and I call in Andrew WK, bro. Yeah. Because when it's time to party, we'll party hard. They've hung out at the same parties. Fuck. Andrew WK and Satan. Yeah, you know they they've have. crossed paths. Yeah. They hey, have. man, big fan. You want to hang out soon? Yeah. And, and Andrew WK in no way takes his cues from Satan, but they have a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm they saying? They may have collaborated at some point. They're like, hey, bro, what's up? Hey, yeah. bro. They stay clear of each other. They let each other do their own yeah. thing. They're like Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig. Yeah. Usually a head nod. Good to see you. What's up, dude? Yeah. We don't need to hang, but... Hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You? You good? Yeah. Good, good. Everyone's good. Yeah. And then you part ways. Yeah, I put in AWK. I get wet. It's the only album I have on my phone, and it's going to stay that way. I listen to it when I go to the gym. When it's time to cut... When it's time to cut iron. When it's time to carve myself into marble. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Granite. Granite's stronger. Is it stronger? Yeah, granite's stronger. It doesn't scratch. I feel like I'm uh, a malleable guy. I'm flexible. And uh, But yeah, I, I throw on AWK's I Get Wet. And I'm out of the gym in 30 minutes, and I've completed all my exercises, including all the necessary reps that it said on my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> all thanks to Andrew WK. Yeah. My go-to for that kind of stuff is Tool. Really? Yeah. See, the thing about Andrew WK, that's, the tempo's the same, the whole record. Right, right. You don't, there's, no, there's no slower one in the middle where you're like, ah, I'm not getting as pumped. It's the same. Oh, no, I don't mean for, like, working out. I mean for, like, when I'm, like, I'm oh, when you, stressed out or I need to be centered again. Yeah. And I need so yeah, I'm like, I got to go to the dark side. I get what's great because it's also a little bit funny. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool. Like a yeah. rock record that's all, like the the darkness. Remember yeah. those guys? Yeah. Where it was just ridiculous glam rock. Keep your hands off of my woman. Yeah. And you're like, this is hilarious right now. And it's also rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. get, you get everything you need. But when I need to go like serious fucking serious rock, I put on a fucking any, any tool song. Mm-hmm. And that gets me going. Those music videos, man. So good. We're great. The guy who made them went to Art Center and he died in a car accident. Oh, wow. All yeah, I remember that he died. All the like small, an- those were a brilliant. Yeah. Br- I wish I could think of his name right now. Those videos it. were very, very brilliant and beautiful. And I think really those videos inspired not only videos, but a real style of art yeah. that took hold that I still see. Like a, a real just a type of art that I think a lot of kids saw and were like, oh, I can make stuff like that. That's yeah. what I like. I'm going to draw stuff like that. The guitarist does the videos and stuff now. Yeah. Him and like another guy, I think. Yeah. But in that same kind of vein. But but yeah, man, those guys were, they still are. I've seen them more than anybody live. I've seen really? them nine times. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Their their live shows are unreal. Those those early album covers too with the Alex, they had that one that was an Alex Gray painting. It was all the celebrity. those are their later ones. So it was all the all the like die cuts and, and yeah. they opened up. That was a de- that cover packaging was amazing. Yeah, Must that was have cost uh, a fortune. The Lateralis album. Yeah, Alex Gray is a really great painter. He does these paintings of bodies where you can see all the veins on the inside. They're really yeah. really beautiful. He's awesome. And th- they did a cover that basically was 
one of those paintings broken up into clear pieces of it, like acetate. Which, by the way, from a printing standpoint, is a fucking nightmare <laughs> and must have cost a fortune. Oh, yeah. But it's the same thing with Radiohead packaging. They've done some things. Where they made these little booklets, mm-hmm. and you just like – it's it's like a gift to their fans. They're oh, like, yeah. here's, here's some art. And you know what? For a band like Tool, they better because they put out an album once every six fucking years. Don't get mad. They've had five albums. <laughs> They've been around since 1989. Yeah, but the albums are good. Oh, they're unbelievably good. It's here's like, the thing. Let me explain something to everyone right now that's going – Tools, whatever. Tools suck. Tool, for most people. All right. This is Nick's Achilles heel, by the way. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, it's also my greatest strength. This is this is <laughs> Nick's alpha and omega. This is his yin and his yang. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get to him, Tool is the way to go. No, you know what? what's good about it, too, is I will gladly sit down and lecture someone on how they're fucking wrong. <laughs> um, people uh, associate them with that song, Sober, that yeah. came out in 1993 or four, And they think <laughs> it's been like that since then. Right. But they have evolved. They've become geniuses. <laughs> They're the greatest band in the world. And I'll give you an example. Greatest band in the world. It would, yeah. Better would, than Radiohead? Uh, in different ways. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like, right, they're my one and two. Radiohead and Tool are my one and two. Um, they, it's like if you, if you said Radiohead ended at, um, at like Creep or High and Dry. Right. If you, if you stop listening there and you go, oh, all the rest is the same. Yeah. You'd, li- you'd hear someone say that and you'd go, you motherfucker. You worth you'd go buy OK Computer right now. You yeah. listen to it, then you call me and apologize. Yeah, you tie yourself to a chair and listen to the record twice. That's what happened with Tool. They yeah. released their, their Pablo Honey and their whatever the one after that was. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck was the one after that? Uh, Pablo Honey and... Uh, it's got the one with Karma Police. No, no, no it's the one with... Plastic Trees. Yeah, not Karma Police, but oh. Fake Plastic Trees. I can't think of it. Me neither. But yeah, so it's those two. We're big fans. And then, uh, there. so Tools Anima, that album is their OK Computer. Right. So anyone that stopped listening back then, you're wrong. <laughs> Fix your thoughts. Do you really come in contact with these people a lot? Yeah, because whenever I talk music, which I do a lot, people go, what's your favorite band? I go Tool, and they go, those guys. And I go, shut your mouth now. Listen to what I have to say. When I met you, you were wearing a Tool t-shirt. I've never owned a Tool t-shirt. That's not true. I no, it's you... absolutely true. I've seen you wearing a Tool t-shirt. Incorrect. What? Kevin. Never, not just the one that says no, Tool. I've never owned a Tool t-shirt, and it's on purpose. <laughs> I've never owned one. <laughs> I've never owned one. I feel like that's not right. Yeah, I don't, because, yeah, I just don't need to deal with the... <laughs> I don't need to deal with... I just don't need to deal with the people. Whoa, this band. The Benz. The bands, that's right. Okay. Great song, great record. Oh yeah, it's a really good record. Yeah. Um, I you had to have had a tool t-shirt. I do. I promise you. You've had never a nice had nails one. No, I haven't had one of those either. I I did have a perfect circle shirt. Okay, I may have I may have just point. turned that into a tool t-shirt. Yeah, lead singer. Same My lead singer. manager's two soul. Well, God rest his soul. Managed perfect circle. Oh, they were great. Oh yeah. I got into the Mars Volta because of going to a perfect circle show. Yeah. They were the openers, and I'd just gotten their album, listened to it once or twice. But it's one of those ones where you need to listen to it four or five times. Mars Volta didn't catch me right away. I was like, this is a lot. And then the more mm. I listened, I was like, these guys are going for it. They they were as good, if not better, than a perfect circle at that show. I was yeah. like, who the fuck are they? Where the fuck did these guys come well, from? Well, the Mars Volta. That could only perform it to one degree, and that was balls out. Because the way their yeah. songs were structured, there was no like mellow version of it. Yeah, those songs were huge and big it and fast insane. and crazy. So they either exploded on stage, or you you missed, or that didn't happen. Yeah, when the when the show started, it, the the whole place, Long Beach Arena is where it was. Whole place went black, 
And then you just see a red light kind of slowly getting brighter and brighter mm-hmm. as some Spanish horn is playing. And you're wow. like, oh, what's going on right now? Then the lights go on and it's just mayhem for 45 minutes. Yeah, those guys like, were they were like the they were what if you see old footage of like the MC5. Yeah, it was that it's Iggy Pop raw power. I mean, you just saw some guys fucking going for and it. And they only had the one album yeah. and they just played it. Yeah, that's to what such I love. a degree. The Strokes first tour, they would play the record in order. Yeah, they played the record that you bought, and you were, and it was so satisfying. You're like, oh, here comes the last song, no encore because they don't have any other songs. Mm-hmm. The whole show was 45 minutes. You're like, that was great. That's my wa- another another like pet peeve I have at concerts is uh, when when people get really way too into a band when they're on like their first album. You're like, oh, they're my favorite. I love them so much. You're like, do you? They yeah. have 12 songs. Yeah. Do you love them? Yeah. Or are you just kind of into them now? Yeah. And then you go see them, and they're like, they're playing. I saw when I saw Alt J. Again, no they idea. have they're amazing. You'd love them. They're like okay. if Radiohead and Mumford and Sons had a music baby. God, that's white. It's very white. That's, it's that's super al- white. That's an albino baby. Yeah, it's almost Wilco level white. Yeah, it's very white. So that's street art white. Oh, yeah. It's like Banksy. That's jazz white. <laughs> Banksy jazz white. That's a jazz band inspired by Banksy white. Yes. Mm-hmm. God, that's the whitest thing I've ever that's imagined. That's a Banksy mural inside a J. Crew during a free KCRW jazz festival at the Grove <laughs> White slash fundraiser. Slash <laughs> fundraiser for the environment for seals. Yeah, <laughs> for baby seals. Yeah. yeah, that's how white that is. <laughs> so they're playing, you know, and they're like, you know, three songs in, be like, oh, I love this song, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hey, they were gonna play it. <laughs> And then by like the eighth or ninth song, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they played this song. I'm like, this is their single. Yeah. <laughs> of course they played it. Well, yeah, Jake Bug had to throw in a couple covers. Yeah. Because, you know, he needs about 12 or 14 songs to finish yeah. the show. And he's like, well, I only got 12. Yeah. But people like lose their shit. That I'm like, if you just do the math, he literally only has three songs left. Yeah. That Otherwise, he can... you're going to feel like your money was stolen. Right. Yeah. But they just lose it. Yeah. But altogether, good show. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. And he's I mean, he's got like a he's got a future for sure. Yeah. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens to him in the next cuz these like your early 20s, man, so much change goes down from 20 to 25. Yeah. You and go the problem is so the, much the shit. problem is the type of fans that like them that like something like Jake Bugger such snobs. Yeah, they just want to be such snarky dicks. They're gonna and they're gonna desert you in a sec. Oh yeah, because they're at that age too, where their their tastes are so fickle. Yeah, they'll be super into you one day. I saw the, the way people turned on the Strokes, the way people turned on the Kings of Leon, the way people turned on oh, yeah. on on, on uh, Black Keys, uh-huh. White Stripes. It's like the minute they feel you're less for them, yeah. they get bummed. They take it personally. Yeah, they take it personally. It's like give everyone a break, guys. Yeah. Like what's your, what's the name of your album? Oh wait, you didn't make one. Yeah. Stupid. The, we never got our band together. Yeah, I didn't like the second season of that show. Well, write your own show. Right. Oh, wait, you won't. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Go be a music fan. What should our next field trip be? I don't know. We go see another band. Anything we have to do that at can, some point. We never yeah. go to the zoo. We can't go to the zoo. Maybe we go see some stand-up. <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> funny. Just kidding. We just go to an open mic. <laughs> the we, that would, we, people would fucking hate us. Oh, if we yeah. went to go see the stand-up of people we know and then critique them and in podcast form, them. they'd be like, oh. what the fuck 
It's your guys' problem. Yeah. Why are you? We're friends. Yeah, it's like we have me on, do it face to face. We saw Ari Shafir. Didn't really have any new jokes. Sort of the same shit. (laughs) He looked pretty stoned. He did good, but it's like he didn't really crush. (laughs) Oh, God. People would hate us so much. It would be the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to do something weird. Like things out of our wheelhouse. Well, what's in season? Halloween's coming up. Do not make me go to any of that not scary farm shit. Because uh, well, you're afraid? No, I just hate it. it. Smells. Halloween smells. You know what we're doing? What? We're going to Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Fine. So our next field trip episode, it might not necessarily be the next I episode. I got to find someone to take because you have someone to take. I don't have anyone to take. Well, no, we just go me and you. Okay. Yeah. Because if it's a field trip thing, it's just me and you. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned for that. It might not be the next one, but it's coming up. We're doing another field trip one where we're going to motherfucking Disneyland. D-Land. We're gonna take what's new our there? inner children, yeah, and we're gonna release them, yeah, into the magic kingdom. I'm gonna come back with a new sweatshirt. I'm gonna buy a fucking pin. You're gonna do a pin, dude. I have right now. I think f- I gotta remember to wear my lanyard thing, my 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 thing that with the pins on it. Yeah, I have one too. I always forget that. Yeah, I always me too. forget to wear it because then I can't do the pin trading. I'm gonna get frozen lemonade, and then I'm gonna get the pineapple smoothie by the tiki room. I might get a turkey leg. I've never gotten turkey leg. I don't eat meat anymore. Oh, they're so good. But I get the mozzarella sticks by fr- in front. They're not made land. of meat, though, Kevin. They're made of magic. Oh, you're right. They are magic. Maybe <laughs> I feel like the Magic Kingdom is a free space where I'm allowed to eat whatever I want and not mm-hmm. feel bad or there's not no adhere to. There's no judgment. No, there's no there's no judgment. But I'm gonna get a sweatshirt. Probably get a t-shirt with castle on it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna get some pins. I'm making yep. one of them commemorative prints. And I'm in the mar- definitely in the market right now for like a snow globe. So I'll probably get one of the various castles in a snow globe. I'm going to check out the limited edition watches. Those are also good. Yeah, maybe throw one of those on the old wrist. I'd like maybe an alarm clock. That could be cool. God, they have us by the balls. Oh, man. Disney merch? They the have best. one. They tell you, I bought a music box, like a, a snow globe music box at the Haunted Mansion. I had it for a week, uh, calendar week. In At 4 in the morning, in the middle of the night, it started playing music. Wow. It was the girl I was living with at the time. We were both literally terrified. <laughs> Literally, we were both terrified. And yeah. I thought, if Disney does this on purpose, they are geniuses. And they must have. Like, no, you wind it, and then nothing happens. Yeah. And then it, and then it plays the Haunted Mansion song, like, four days later. Yeah. And scares the living b- crap out of everyone. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. Right now at Disneyland, it's uh, Halloween time. Oh, are we? No, but that's not, not Nightmare Before Christmas. The, yeah. They do. That's yeah. when it starts. Does it start Halloween and goes all the way through Christmas? It goes through Christmas. So yeah. the Haunted Mansion is converted to Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion, which is great. Which is awesome. Do they do anything else? They do. Um, a few weeks ago, they did uh, all the villains. Disney mm-hmm. villains were all on Main Street. That's they cool. They did stuff like that, yeah. That's cool. Um, I don't know what else they do. They have, like, uh, this whole year they're doing a different thing, like, every day of the year. Oh, cool. Um, and on Friday the 13th, they were open until the 13th hour. So they stayed open until 1. <laughs> they do, yeah, they do that kind of stuff. They get it. Their oh, attention yeah. to detail, it, granted, they're slave drivers, but their attention to detail is second to none. Yeah. All right, that was our field trip, our first field trip episode, man. I feel I felt pretty good about that. That was a fun. Yeah, it's good. It was a fun night. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, that This is our 10th episode. 10th episode Double of Occasionally Digits. Awesome. With Nick Youssef and Kevin Christie. I love you guys. Bye.